everyone says millennials are different. We are different. We look for different things in the workplace. We want to utilize technology. We want to be hands-on. And we want to be integrated into our work. So the workplace is changing. And to address those changes and to understand what our needs are, I have Lendy Krantz with us today on this episode of Inside a Millennial Mind. Lendy formerly led culture, operations, and communication transformation efforts at IBM. Welcome, Lendy. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So, just to start. Sure. Everyone says millennials are different. Yep. But millennials themselves are different from each other. Right. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, totally. So, I'll start by talking a little bit about some of the generalizations that um, people see amongst millennials, and, and then I'll talk a little bit about some of the variations. So, um, you know, one of the things that's really common is that, you know, millennials have really high expectations for from their jobs, right? So, um, and there's a really great company called Inspiring Capital that does some great research on this topic. But they, um, one of the things that they that folks often say is that okay, well, millennials really expect to get promoted really frequently. They, um, you know, have really ex high expectations around vacation time, things like that. That um, for older generations might feel like, wait, who are you to ask for those kinds of things? Um, you know. So I'll, I'll kind of start by addressing that and then talk about some of the differences. One of the things that has really shifted in the workplace today is that um, people are spending more hours at work than they were before. And so the idea of having a higher expectation from your job in terms of progressing more quickly is partially due to the fact that you're spending more time there and you're, you're, doing, you're, you're expected to be more committed to your job. So there's some like workplace differences, you know. Um, the idea of working a nine-to-five was a nine-to-five 20 years ago. For a lot of us today, that's not true. It's an eight-to-seven. Mm -hmm. um, and then you check your email before you go to bed, and you, know, you probably also like, tweet about your work, um, and you post on Facebook. Like, you are expected to be like, it, your identity belongs to your work in a way that that wasn't true before. And it's kind of like a both-way thing, right? That both the workplace has shifted, but also that millennials have affected that shift too, right? Um, but I want to talk about a little bit of the differences like across the generations. So again, it it's can be very easy to make some huge generalizations about any particular group of people. So um, you know whether it's people who live in a certain place or of a certain age group or anything like that. Um, and it's much harder to remember that, say, like a 23-year-old who lives in Florida, um, you know, who works for a hedge fund, um, has a very different experience than a 36-year-old who has two kids living in Oregon. Absolutely. You know, running an organic farm. Those are both millennials. And you know, not to mention like class differences, industry differences, in addition to the age range that is true within millennials. So let's talk about choices. Sure. Every day as millennials, we are, we're forced to make choices, whether that's what we watch on Netflix, mm -hmm. what we order on the Amazon app. It's always something. Mm -hmm. So can you address how this almost always access to choices and need to make choices has affected the workplace and affected us as individuals? Yeah. So it used to be really common for there to be um, a real emphasis on hierarchy. And this is still true in a lot of ways, but you know, um, somebody is my boss or somebody is powerful and therefore I listen to what they say and I do what they say. Um, not that that isn't true, but because of the prevalence of choices, there is this element of needing to convince somebody 
just, you know, it doesn't mean just because someone is your boss that you necessarily will, you know, do what they say or think that they're smart or whatever in a way that that used to be true. Um, because, you know, there's an understanding of like, well, why should I listen to you per se? Um, and that's not coming from a place of arrogance, though it could seem that way. It's coming from a place of being accustomed to always being sold to. So the flip side of having so many choices is that we as millennials are really used to experiencing marketing, experiencing selling in every aspect of our lives. And so as a result, we also expect that in the workplace. Um, we also expect that to come from our leaders and from our peers. Um, and so there's this idea of influencing rather than you know, controlling or mm -hmm. mandating that is much more common for an effective workplace um, method or approach. Right. Um, so, and then the other th side too that's like somewhat more, you know, not as great, um, is that you know, the, having so many choices can also be really stressful. Uh, one of the things that I have found to be so interesting about millennials as a generation is that we, we are statistically much more stressed out Absolutely. Than earlier, <laughs> than earlier generations, which um, you know whether it's war it's you know other folks see it as uh, warranted or not, it's true, you know, and it's a combination of a lot of factors. Like we have an unbelievable number of career options available to us. The world is very different. We know about things happening in the world, whether it's news or you know events. Like where the the overwhelm of information is of a totally different experience than it was before. And, and that's, it's a lot to deal with. Um, and so I think that idea of choice and you know, needing to influence and um, being sold to is also has this kind of stressed out effect. Yeah, so to go off that, yeah. how, what do you recommend to a manager to kind of you know, manage that, yeah. that millennial and try to keep them in check or try to influence them the right way? Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately there, there's no one size fits all for anything, right? So if I were to say like, well, do X or do Y, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's not going to work for everybody. It's not going to work in any given situation. So um, there are a lot of really great resources out there that, that do really educate on this topic. So I want to make sure that folks look those up, um, you know, rather than just listening to what I, I'll say. But that said, um, it, it, ask. Absolutely. Ask. Um, folks know what they want to do, or mm -hmm. if they don't know, um, help them figure that out. Yeah. And, and again, I think that a lot of managers, it's not that they don't know that or they aren't thinking of that, they might not know how to do that. They might not realize that even in trying to do that, they're still guiding somebody yeah. in a certain direction. And of course, managers have organizational need, like goals and things that they need to address, but um, really referencing some of those resources about how to um, cultivate and identify the deeper sense of purpose that people have is well worth the effort, although it does require a lot of upfront time mm -hmm. and, and understanding that. Um, but it does mean being a little bit braver and a little bit bolder and a little bit more willing to not be in control in a moment. Yeah. And that's, that's hard. Yeah, it is. I think you know, in my opinion and from things that I've read, I think communication is key. Yeah. Um, I think one of the best things for managers to do is to have more frequent meetings and, and discussions with their employees who are in this age group to help keep them in line and understanding what their true 
goals and responsibilities are in, in a company to help them execute those to the best of their ability. Absolutely. I, I was listening to one podcast one day and they were talking about how um, sometimes you have to repeat a particular message or like a goal is even as many as 10 times before it really starts to register. That's not, that's not even talking about millennials, I'm just talking about people in mm -hmm. general. And so understanding that it takes that much repetition for, uh, for people to really figure out like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what's important. Like, you know, how many, like, are we giving up after five? Right. Because that's a lot already. Mm -hmm. um, so being really, really clear and repetitive. Yeah. What seems that way is super helpful, not just for millennials, but also for other folks. Um, one thing I've often thought too is that may maybe it's not so much that millennials are having so many different experiences, it's that maybe they are more willing to talk about experiences that, um, and the feelings that other generations didn't feel like they could articulate in the workplace. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about the hours we dedicate to work. Yeah. It seems like a lot, and that's mm -hmm. prevalent amongst all of our peers. Is there a shift in the work-life balance? Is there a difference in, in what millennials seek in their jobs that, mm -hmm. in terms of that work-life balance? Yeah, I mean, I think about you know my grandparents who, um, my grandfather worked a lot, my grandmother didn't work, um, but you know they were both extremely involved in civic activities. You know, they did contra dancing, they um, were involved in community groups. I mean, one thing after another. Mm -hmm. We as a generation, like certainly some of us are volunteering, but that kind of sense of connection and purpose that earlier generations got from those kinds of community activities, we often expect to get from our jobs. Mm -hmm. And one that could, that's also because, you know, we have been raised to think that our jobs should be- All encompassing. All encompassing, yeah. That uh, the job is our identity. Um, but it's also that our jobs do ask us to have that identity. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so if you work for a large corporation, it's expected that you talk about your work or at least mention it in your social media, whether that's on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Maybe you just mention your job title and people can see that, but there's still a connection back to your work. You are not totally devoid from your company. And then of course, in terms of work time, you know, we are spending more hours in our jobs, especially in places like New York and, and larger cities where you don't work nine to five. Right. You know, and that's, um, that really shifts, you know, your ability to have a sense of purpose outside of work. Um, I think that's part of the reason we're also seeing more of an emphasis on freelancing and consulting um, as a way to have more control over your hours and to give yourself more of a sense of purpose yeah. um, through an alternative approach. Yeah, I think, you know, exactly on that point, people in our generation, they get so attached to their job, yeah. but they also have personal needs, like how important it is to go to the gym now and, and you know, have a little bit of relaxation time and be able to watch Netflix. I think that kind of takes away our ability to be able to do these civic duties and go volunteer mm -hmm. because that's just an addition of time, of time that we don't have. Yeah. Some of that I think has to do with the prevalence of personal branding. Yes. And, you know, we all have some, not all of us, but a lot of us will spend a fair amount of effort in, you know, crafting our best angle with a mm -hmm. photograph. 
um, or you know what are what's our way of using hashtags. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was texting with somebody the other day, like, and I actually like use hashtags when I'm texting somebody. Like that is a form of yes. language now, even not in a social media context. Um, but it's also a form of branding too. And so as a result, like we spend more time working on that. So whether going to the gym or finding certain kinds of clothes or, you know, being in the Caribbean in February, um, you're, you're branding yourself. You're creating an image of, of yourself. Yeah, as social media is basically a, a stream of your life yeah. in the perfect way possible. Absolutely. So as someone who's just beginning their career, what advice do you have for them as they seek out jobs and, and, and you know, starting in the workplace? Should we look for things that address our needs or should we just get our foot in the door and, and get our career started? Be curious and listen. Those are the two most important things that I feel like have gotten me further along in my career is being interested in what people are up to around you, being interested in the work that you're seeing that might not necessarily be connected to what you studied or what you thought you would do. Having, you know, curiosity to me is about openness and it's about an eagerness and it's about a, a sense of, oh, I don't know what could happen. Like, let me kind of explore this. Mm -hmm. And having that, and, and there's, this, there's a positivity to it as well. Um, you know, I, I think it can feel really like, oh, I need to make a decision and I need to follow that track. And like, that's the track I'm gonna have for a while, whether that's a particular career path or also even just like a way of showing up. And I think being curious helps you free yourself up for that, to be more experimental. Um, and so I would say, try different things too, right? And in doing that, listen, back to what I was saying mm -hmm. earlier, for you know, what people are saying around you. How are they talking? How do they you know, get to where they are? Um, you know, who do you really admire? How do they talk about the work that they admire? So um, I, I continue to be impressed by the extent to which just listening and not just hearing what people say, but really reflecting on what people are saying and why. Um, is such a powerful way to learn and also to actually really make a difference because, you know, as human beings, like when somebody listens to us, it's like, wow, oh my God, mm -hmm. thank you. You know, like I feel, I feel good, I feel smart, I feel all these things. Um, and I think the more that we can give that opportunity to other people, the more they'll give that to us. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You talked about, you know, these career options and people getting into their careers. Yeah. There are infinite choices. Yes. And it's almost it's almost overwhelming. It is overwhelming right. when you're when you're getting out of college, yeah. and even a few years out of college. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for people that are just beginning that stage, that that part of their life, and how do you cope with all of these options and and not really knowing what the best path is for you? Just start doing something. So your advice would be just get you know just start. Just start. And not even look for certain certain perks, whether that's, uh, that's salary, that's time off, or anything like that. It's all about, as you were saying, listening, hearing, yeah. and letting it kind of play its role and play its part and being patient, which I know for myself and other people, I'm just, we're just not patient as, as this generation. Um, so what I mean by getting started is not to not look for things like salaries and other benefits that are important to you but to not hold in the un indecision. 
to take action, maybe it doesn't work for you mm -hmm. and you try something else. That's okay. You know, most of the jobs that we have today aren't going to exist in a few years. And that's the reality. Like there are whole industries that are changing already. Like even in the course of a number of our generations, like there are careers that don't exist. Like the job that I had five years ago is not a job that I could ever have today. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the reality of it. So get started because that gives you an opportunity to get to know people, to learn about an industry and stay open to other opportunities. Don't hold an indecision. That said, also be mindful and reflective. So don't, don't be mindless about just taking action and do nothing but action. Like be in it, but also be thoughtful about what's working, what isn't. So you're learning and listening. Mm -hmm. People kind of generalize the millennial age group as being job hoppers. Mm -hmm. Is this a general generalization? Is this true? How can we mitigate that belief and, and address that issue? Mm -hmm. So first of all, this idea of job hopping comes from a perspective that staying at a job a very long time is both normal and both good. So I want to just call that out as as a, an assumption, right? So whether that's right or wrong is not necessarily something I want to talk about. I just want to say that that's, um, it's, it's an assumption that that's the best decision. Now, from a company perspective, it is certainly cheaper to keep people in jobs for longer periods of time um, because of like company knowledge and things like that. But um, it is true that millennials change their job, change jobs like much more frequently. Um, I think that it's also helpful for companies to see that as an opportunity. And there's, a, there's some really great books that are written about this idea around like alumni communities or, you know, staying connected with talent in the long run. Um, you know, who's another way that a company can think about it is, well, even if employees are leaving relatively quickly, well, if they can ha have that closure be a positive experience, maybe that employee at some point actually becomes a customer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to think about the relationship, not just in terms of the immediate context of the employment, but as a longer term thing. Sometimes employees come back too. They might go somewhere else and realize like, hey, that company was actually really great and I want to go back. So I think that one, job hopping, yes, it is absolutely true if you think about um, the idea that jobs, that people used to stay in jobs for a long time and that's better, like yeah, millennials change jobs more frequently than earlier generations. I also think it's an opportunity for companies to think about both their marketing and also their, um, their network efforts in a really different way. So, um, so it's not all bad. Yeah, well that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your time, Lundy. And, uh, thank you for having me. Thank you, and uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed the topic. So tune in next time with Inside a Millennial Mind. Thank you.